0: legitimately decided to do this podcast like 15 minutes ago so this one might be rogue um, but that's what you're here for this is the further north podcast welcome back everybody my voice is not 100 percent I went and saw a band called slowly slowly down in frankston on saturday nights and uh, the fact I could even speak right now I can't believe it so we're going to be a bit gritty this one I apologize but here I am pumping out content for you guys now 15 minutes ago, I was like, I should probably post something. It's the weekend. Well, it's Monday, to be fair, but it's my weekend. Surely, everyone is used to weekly podcasts. Well, too weekly, to be honest, but it's the off-season. I'm not doing that. Do you guys want content? And I'm sure you do. So, we're going to start off with some news. I'm going to talk a little bit about what you guys might want in the podcast through the off-season. And then we're going to do uh, just a tier list, another tier list, uh, just ranking the players and their seasons. We did this halfway through the year, um, ranking them uh, S tier, A, B, C and D. And we're going to do it again because there's been a lot more football since we did that last. And we're going to do that before we get into the drafts and all that sort of stuff. So first thing I wanted to talk about um, and a bit of news that really came today. It's been pretty quiet on the news. I guess all the finals are going on and we'll have a chat about uh, the finals quickly as well. But we lost a couple of a uh, couple of coaches. Um, John Blakey and Gavin Brown are going to depart the club. I'm pretty sure the club just put out uh, a statement on that. So those guys are going to be heading off. Blakey's been here for, for a little bit, I think. Um, I get Blakey. I know the difference. But sometimes Blakey and Crocker uh, mash up in my head a little bit, even though I know that they're completely different people. Um, but, yeah. Flakey is going to be leaving and Gavin Brown. Gavin Brown, I think, uh, what was he? The head of development? And look, what does that even mean, to be honest? What are you developing? The talent? Because, you know, probably time to go then. Um, Developing the club, we've done pretty well in that. So who knows? But um, those guys are going to head off. To be be honest with you guys, I don't really care. I, I couldn't care less about anyone but basically coach, assistant coach, I mean, CEO and president are important, um, but I didn't really know that until Sonia and Jen. I mean, Brayshaw was great for us as well, but um, I didn't know what they did back then. I was too young. And, um, yeah, maybe like Brady Rawlings' role and things like that. They're the only ones I'm really privy to. So all I know is if Clarkson is there, I trust whoever they're going to bring in. And look how much better the club feels now than the year before with with Viney and Jen and all these guys there. So, yeah, look, not really much more to say on that, to be honest. Brett Ratner's obviously left as well, so more reshuffling is going to be needed. Um, assistant coach, look, hopefully Clarkson can do the thing where he brings someone in and is ready to take over, just like he's sort of done with Sam Mitchell. That would be fantastic. Um, I'm sure he's all over that. And, yeah, the club will appoint uh, the right people, I'm sure. I trust that now. A year ago, didn't trust that until Clarko and everyone came on board. So, yeah, sketchy. But, hey, John Blakey and Gavin Brown have departed North Melbourne. Should have stuck around, boys. Premiership in a few years' time. Um, The only other things to really talk about, I guess, is a bit of the finals going on. What do we all think of the finals? Um, pretty crazy week, to be honest. I mean, Collingwood Melbourne—that was a—that was a fun one to watch. I mean, it felt a lot more comfortable than seven points. Um, I think Collingwood people were doubting them after losing uh, a few games in the last round, but they'll be fine. Um, yeah, it definitely didn't feel like seven points. Collingwood sort of answered every time the D's hit back. The only controversial point for this one is the Braden Maynard. Uh, bump hit whatever you want to call it and I see a couple of points of view you know one point of view is smothering is part of the game he's attempted to smother and then protected himself Um, which I do understand but I don't agree with Um, I'm, I'm going to find the best way to lay this out exactly how I mean what I think needs to happen is he needs to be suspended um, for three-plus weeks, I think he has to miss the grand final. Do I agree with that? No, I don't. But the AFL has made their bed um, with the strictness uh, on these bumps. You think about the James Sicily one where he just slung someone around a little bit and then he got three weeks for that. Well, the Maynard hit was so much worse. Cozzy Pickett cannoned himself into somebody and got three weeks. The difference with those two which both got three weeks, is that the players in those two incidents got up and walked away. Oh, I can't remember the Hawthorne one. Did he? I don't, well, okay. I don't actually remember that now I'm thinking about it. But Bailey Smith definitely got up and was and was fine. As far as I remember, the Hawthorne guy was fine too, but don't quote me on that. The, the thing with Braden Maynard is, yes, his reputation comes into this, but at the end of the day, he's left the ground, he's led with the shoulder and knocked a guy out and had to be stretched off. Now, do I agree with that being a suspension? No, I want people to go at the ball. But the AFL has made their bed with exactly what they want from these situations. If the Bailey Smith one and the, um, the Hawthorne Sicily one are suspensions, the Maynard one has to be a suspension. I don't agree with it, but I, I don't think any of those guys should have got suspended. Maybe Cozy, but like Sicily is the best example here. Let's just use that one. Sicily shouldn't have been suspended for that long, he just tackled someone and they're suspending people on the outcome of the tackle, not for the action, right? So Maynard's action was careless, but it is a smother, it's part of footy, but the consequence was so much more severe than those other two, so the therefore shouldn't have a choice but to suspend him. Will they suspend him? No, I don't think so. I think they're just going to find a way because they don't want to hurt their beloved pies coming up to the grand final. Uh, Maynard sells tickets on his own. I want to watch him in a grand final. I think he's an awful bloke and he's probably the last guy in the league I'd like to have a beer with. But I'm going to watch him in the grand final because he gets stuck in and I enjoy that. That's basically my take on it, guys. Look, I, I know this one's a hot one and if you don't agree with me, please let me know. But I just don't... Think there's another choice, but you have you have to suspend him. But that's the AFL's fault for being so soft on this stuff all year. The only reason the AFL should be suspending him is consistency, not because he should actually be suspended. Hopefully, I've explained that. Okay. Anyway, we're spending too long. Uh, Carlton Sydney. I mean, interesting. Late Sydney just left the comeback too late. Uh, we got Carlton fever, but next week I'm sure Carlton will get absolutely destroyed. Um, how good's Harry Mackay missing two goals from about 15 metres out? And then there was that other one where the, the bloke tried to handball it over to Kerno and nearly screwed it up in the goal square. That was wild. But Carlton threw. through. Um, yeah, I'm sick of the Blues fans, to be honest. But hey, St. Kilda, embarrassed. Um, yeah, I predicted that to happen, to be honest. Um, St. Kilda are the weakest team in the finals by far. They weren't convincing all year and somehow they ended up in the eight. Don't know how that happened. And then the Giants came over to the G and did the job. And how good is it to see the power lose by nearly 50 points in the first game of the finals? What a pathetic club with a pathetic midfielder. Um, Yeah, I hope GWS, not GWS, I hope Port Adelaide get absolutely slaughtered next week against GWS. Um, But yeah, embarrassed, embarrassing. Uh, Kane Corns, you could see it in his eyes when he was talking about the club and how disappointed he is. He didn't want to say it. But Channel 9 probably said he has to say it because he's incredibly biased. But a decent first week of finals, a decent first week of finals. Next week, Melbourne Carlton. I'm going to tip Melbourne in that one. Uh, And, look, I'm going to tip Port Adelaide. I don't want them to win at all, and I hope they get knocked out. But uh, it's only a matter of time, so don't worry about that. The Giants will put up a fight, though. Wouldn't be surprised if they got up. But, um, no, I'm going to tip Port Adelaide in that one. Okay, just before we get into the tier list, this is what I want from you guys. Once again, thank you for listening so consistently, um, following the social medias, and just interacting. Um, I know I'm very slow on DMs and things like that. To everyone who's DM'd me, I, I apologize. I, I'm just not. I'm just not great at it. It's no excuse, but uh, I always get back eventually within the week. I try to anyway. Um. I want to know from you guys what you want to see in the off-season from me. And please please message, comment on the YouTubes or anything I post. Just find a way to tell me what you guys want to hear. I've never done an off-season before. I've got trades and free agency podcasts coming up. Uh, There's going to be draft previews and things like that. Some other things I've got ideas for. I mean, any sort of tier list we can go through and rank the worst AFL Guernseys of all time. Um, I was going to do game recalls, like find a, like a KO mini version of a classic North game and get Marnie or someone over and we can just watch it, play the audio for you guys to listen to and we can commentate on it and talk about it. I think that would be fun for like the depths of the offseason when there's nothing going on. There's some ideas I've got but tell me, what would you guys like to see? At further north pod on Instagram, further north podcast on Facebook, message me, tell me what you want and give me some ideas because I've never done an off season before. And Hey, I'm here to please you guys. I want to know what you want to hear from me to keep this pod going. If I can do one a week still, I will. I just need the content to put out. Um, so yeah, let me know. Okay, guys, let's, uh, let's get into the tier list. So We're going to go through S tier, A tier, uh, B, C and D. We're going to go through every player on the list. Some of the rules I've thought of here, I'm going to take into consideration injuries uh, and time not played in this one. Okay. I can't make it more simple than that. Last time, I think, uh, you know, I took injuries into consideration for LDU and some people were like, oh, but he's played so well when he's played. I'm like, yeah, I know, but... You know, he hasn't played half the time. So I'm not saying that these are bad players or anything because they're ranked lower down. I'm going to take everything in consideration and try and make sense of it all. The other thing is some of these photos of the players on the Maker site. I don't think they look like some of the players. But hey, if I forget a player here and have to do some research, stand by. But let's get into it. I'm going to try not to take too long on each player. Okay. First player here, Callum Coleman-Jones, an interesting one to start off with. Um, Obviously didn't really start the season, came in uh, sort of midway or just before midway point through the season. I think those initial four weeks that he played were outstanding and filled the role – well, he filled his role exactly what he needed to do, as in he was leading up the ground, taking marks on the wing and progressing it past halfway for us. He was a good shot at goal. He was taking marks in the forward line. If he kept that up, definitely A tier, if not S tier. But then the dreaded buy. and after the bye, the next month of footy he played was pretty shocking. He was trying, and he, he definitely was in the same spots. He just wasn't clunking marks. Like he was still leading up on the wing and stuff like that, but he just couldn't clunk anything. I'm tossing up B or C. For him. Now, I'm going to go B because he got into the side and he did play really, really well. And I think unless we recruit another forward, he's going to be the starting forward next year alongside Larky. I love Combin and we'll talk about Combin later. But from the games that Comben Jones played and Combin played, I think Comben Jones did more. Okay? Combin has a high potential. I'll, I'll say that. But... I think CCJ did more. He's probably going to be at the end of B after this though. So uh, a light B uh, for me or a strong C, but we'll be fair and we can restructure things after. Nick Larky. Well, we didn't have to talk about this, guys. We do not have to talk about this. He goes straight in A tier. Um, all Australian, 71 goals I think he ended on. Leadership-wise on the field was unbelievable. I love Nick Larkey. And without him, we probably wouldn't have kicked any goals. So no question. If anyone has any argument other than this, please don't bother uh, because your opinion is incredibly wrong. So STF for for Larkey, no problems at all. Should be uh, at least vice-captain next year for me. Ben McKay, another interesting one. A or B for me... He was solid. Uh, the spotlight was on him and I think that made his mistakes stand out a lot more. Um, but I, oh. you know what? I'm going to change a couple of things here. I'm going to put Ben McKay at a, the start of B and I'm going to drop Coleman Jones down. Work with me here. I, I'm forming this list to get some bases because I don't think Ben Mackay was A tier. Oh, but was he? I'm gonna stick with this for now, and we're gonna we're gonna see who comes up in A, and then I'll see if I think Mackay is as good as them. This is a running list, guys, but we'll we'll figure this all out. Stay with me. Uh, okay, Mackay and B, Common Jones in C, asterisks on that subject to change. Jaden Stevenson, Jaden Stevenson. Unreal first half of the year and a decent second half, but then broke his broke his hand. Oh, was Jaden Stevenson better than Mackay? I'm going to say he was. I'm going to put Stevenson in the A tier. I'm going to put him in the A tier. Luke Davies, Uniak. Oh, he can't go in S because he was injured too much. He was injured too much. I'm going to put him in A because of the start of the year he had was elite and I think he really hit his stride later in the year as well. But he did um, miss too many games to go in A. So I'm going to put him in uh, – to so go in S. So I'm going to put him in A. Paul Curtis, an interesting one. I think really came on in the second half of the year. But the first half of the year was, a you know, a bit shaky from him. I'm going to put him in B, I think. I'm going to put him in B. But ahead of MacKay in B. I don't know if this matters at all but who cares. Was Paul Curtis better than Jaden Stevenson? I think if you ask people this year, people would say Paul Curtis is better than J- has been better than Jaden Stevenson, but I think people forget the start of the year that Steve O had. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Vote for Paul Curtis Gold of the year as well. <laughs> Aiden Bonner. Look, Aidan Bonner is going to go straight in D. We don't have to really debate that. Um, Shouldn't be on an AFL list personally. So you're a much better footballer than me, Aiden, but look, it's not meant to be at North, my friend. Lockie Young, C or D for me, came into the team. His first couple of games were okay, but then he's going to go in D because he's not – Better than Coleman. He didn't have a better impact than Coleman Jones. So he's going to go in D for me. Should there be another tier, though? Because Lockie Young was a lot better than Aiden Bonner. No, we're keeping it how it is. We're keeping it how it is. Big X, Tristan, Jerry, D tier for me. Absolute D tier. Uh, Did nothing all year. Just showed that I probably don't think he's going to make it at this level. I've gone on about Jerry. Um, <laughs> I'll forever on the internet be known as the Jerry and Aiden Core guy. Um, this has been the interesting thing I said if you guys listen to Hashtag Kangaroos. Um, I got on Dean's podcast and um, <laughs> Aiden Core sort of become my thing and, the, uh, and, and Tristan Jerry. And yeah, I've realised this year, Dean asked a question, what have you found from doing a podcast for the first time? And I've realised that the things I say go on the internet now and people remember them, which is not something I was privy to before. Tristan Jerry D, um, barely took a mark for the year. No, not not it for me. Taron Thomas, here's an interesting one. Um, Missed the first half of the year, but was arguably our best player back half of the year and it's not an injury, but he did miss time. And I'm going to take that into consideration. This ranking is absolutely not about what occurred off the field for him. That's not even in consideration here. It's just on missing time. Um, and his footballing, uh, his football ability this year. So I think I want to put him in a, I think I've got to put him in a, he missed that chunk, but his second half of the year was just outstanding. And he said, he's going to stay next year. So, I'll put him in A, um, but maybe at the end of A just because of the time that he did. Oh, But maybe the start of B because it was half the season, it was disappointing that he missed it. Like his LDU, did the LDU have a better season than Taron? I don't think so. All right, Taron's going at the end of A, but we'll review some of these at the end. Bailey Scott. I think it's S. I think it's S tier for Bailey Scott. Initially, I thought A, but consistent all year. Started a tiny bit slow, but I think he was very harshly criticized. Early podcasts, people were saying Bailey Scott isn't up to it, and I was staunchly defending Bailey and Jack Zebel at the time. Um, should be top three in our best and fairest. Yeah, he's sort of got to go in S tier, doesn't he? Curtis Taylor. Curtis Taylor. I think Secco, when he came back into the team, very good. Um, but played pretty poor and then got himself dropped. I'm going to go B tier. I'm going to go B, maybe the end of B after McKay. I think McKay had a better year than Curtis Taylor. Um, if he didn't have that little patch of form at the end of the year, I'd be going C. I think he did more than Coleman Jones, um, but not by much. Not by much. Jack Marnie, uh, D tier. Don't even worry about it. We don't have to argue that. Some say his shoulder is still in Tasmania. Um, oh, I'm sorry, that's so mean. But look, nothing against Jack Marnie personally, but um, probably not going to be on the list next year. Phoenix Spicer is another D tier for me. Um, had his opportunities this year. Absolutely had his opportunities. And you can see these... Small flashes of brilliance, but it never ends with anything. You know, like he'll run and hit the pack and then he'll fall over or he'll get an opportunity to kick a goal and off he goes. So um, I will preface as well, Robert Hanson Jr. is not on this tier list. But if I was going to put Hanson Jr. in a ranking, maybe I'd put him in C. You know, didn't really get the opportunities. I mean, he got a couple of games, two or three games towards the end of the year. Didn't really do much in those games but he is young and we should definitely stick with him. So I'd maybe go C. But uh, anyway, back to Phoenix, uh, D tier for me. If we let him go, that's fine with me. And I think next year, um, hopefully a good VFL player. Who is this? Tom Powell. This is an interesting one. I'm going to put Tom Powell in the C tier here. Who had a better year? Curtis Taylor or Tom Powell? I think Tom Powell Tom Powell seems solid, but I think Curtis Taylor, I think Curtis Taylor made more of an impact on his day. But Tom Powell was solid, but didn't really have a game where he exploded and took it on. I know was it the Saints he kicked a couple of goals in the last quarter, but other than that, it feels harsh on Tom Powell, though, because I like Tom Powell. I think he's a better player than you know, a C tier, but I don't know. He's just not going to get his opportunities in the midfield, you know, and I'm taking that into consideration as well. That's not his fault. Yeah, I'll I'll go C for now, but once again, we'll have a look. Flynn Perez D tier for me. Um, Yeah, not going to make it at AFL level. All the things that he's meant to be good at, he's not good at uh, anymore. Uh, Poor guy's had a lot of knee recos or... Did his ACL a couple of times, something with his knee. Um, He's not really quick, not a good kick, um, not strong. So, yeah, I don't think he'll make it at the level and I would not be bringing him back. Okay, Callan Dawson. It just didn't play, did he? But I I thought his last game was okay. I think to – I don't want to put him in D, but I just think he has to go in there and it's not because – You know, he's a bad player. I just, he just didn't play. And I can't put him in the same tier as Coleman Jones or, um, or Tom Powell. I'll put him at the start of D because, you know, he only got one game and I thought he was okay in that game, but he didn't play. But I think that was more on the coaches. I would have played him over Bonner. Um, I mean, core early days, I would have, uh, you know, played him over him. But we know core had a Brownlow esque last six weeks. Um, yeah, D tier for Callan Dawson, but I don't I don't feel good about it, but I've got to be I've got to be fair here. I've got to be fair. Will Phillips. Will Phillips probably the start of B, I'll go. Maybe not the start. He's around that Paul Curtis, Ben Mackay level. Ben Mackay wasn't his best. I, I'm tossing and turning with this Ben Mackay one. I'll put Ben Mackay at the start of at the start of B, but we're going to revisit that. But, okay, I'll put Will Phillips in B. Probably didn't play. I wanted him to play every game this year. And from the, from his start of the year, you know, when he showed those signs and he sort of went into the midfield, I guess it was that, like, Wardlaw time when he came back in and became that inside mid other than that outside guy. I think once he found his spot... He was good, but then still got dropped for some reason. So the games he missed, I'll have to rank him down a little bit. Once again, not his fault specifically. It's more the coaching. And, you know, when the guys were saying, oh, we're sending him back to the VFL to work on a couple of things, but they're keeping Kane Turner in the side. I don't agree with that at all. So this isn't all Willfield's fault, but we're being objective with everything surrounding these players. So I'll go B tier. I think he's on the same level as like Mackay and Curtis, but maybe, maybe better. Because Curtis was maybe more poor, but had better highs this year. Look, it's there or thereabouts. It's there. Don't take this as gospel. Um, all right. Who have we got here? Eddie Ford. I'll go I'll go A. I'll definitely go A for Eddie Ford. Um, yeah, he's great. He's great. The reason I won't go S is because he did miss or didn't he wasn't in the team all year. Um and he didn't. He didn't play any bad games. he he's either like really solid or incredibly good. And he wasn't on the tier of Larky, and wasn't on the tier of Bailey Scott. So, yeah, yeah, he played more than LDU. I would assume. Um, yeah, he's in the A tier. Do I? Oh, maybe I put him at the end of A tier because I think Taron and LDU definitely had better years. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna restagger this. So, A tier goes LDU Taron, Jaden Stevenson, and Eddie, Eddie Ford. Oh, there goes my voice. Concert voice. Soz, guys. Charlie Lazaro. I'm gonna go the end of C. I don't think he's a D tier. Um, his last game of the year was brilliant. It was fantastic. I loved watching him play, but I've never seen that from Lazaro before. I know he does it in the VFL every single week, but um, yeah. Played enough games, I guess, but a lot of them were as a sub, and he always got subbed out when he did start. Um, we'll go at the end of C tier because I wouldn't be getting rid of him or anything like that, but, yeah, maybe didn't get the opportunities. Once again, our midfield's so stacked. Like, this, it's the same as Tom Powell for me. Where I know Tom Powell's better than Lazaro, obviously, but he's just not going to get time in the spots that we need him. So, anyway... Once again, we're taking all things into consideration here. If you think I've been unfair on any of these, I'm trying to be incredibly subjective. Like CCJ is my guy. I, 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 I. That's the type of player we need, but I've been incredibly harsh on my boy CCJ here and put him in C. So you guys know I'm being as objective as possible. Okay, Charlie Combin. Charlie Combin. It's got to be C, but it's going to be at the start of C. The only thing is the time he missed. I know it's harsh, but we're taking time played into consideration. I also would say that Coleman Jones, Coleman Jones had more of an impact when he in the in the small amount of games he played. They both played, to be fair. So now I'm gonna put Coleman Jones at the start of C. I'm gonna put Combin after him and then Tom Powell. But no, I'm changing this up. I don't know how much you guys care about the positions in each tier, but I kind of care about it, and it's good discussion. What we're we gonna do? Common Jones is at the start of C. Then it's Tom Power because he played more. Comben is next, um, only because he missed time. And look, he was a bit wayward in front of goal, um, but I believe in Charlie so much, and I'm so excited to see him play next year. Bay 29 favourite, uh, and Lazaro after after him. Jacob Edwards okay let's go on to Miller Bergman poor Jacob Edwards no look um, they're playing him in the ruck a lot he's just he just doesn't just doesn't seem to do much in the games does he so sorry Jacob Edwards uh, back end of deep Miller Bergman I'll go B I'll go B for him. Um, I think he had a better season than Paul oh, Paul Curtis. A better season than Curtis Taylor. Too many Curtis's. Um, <clears throat> but maybe on the same level as like a Will Phillips. He did get dropped. Um, Will Phillips, I'm assuming, played more than him. And he did get dropped a lot and not brought back into the side. Same as Curtis Taylor. So I'll put those two together. Um, if I'm ranking Curtis Taylor and Miller Bergman, um, which was better. I'd say Miller Bergman was probably better. Uh, had a better season as a whole so Miller Bergman goes near the end of B tier Hugh Greenwood is that Hugh Greenwood no let me look no it's Josh Gota the goat man I think B as well like he did get injured and didn't play heaps um, and fought his way back into the team but I thought it was pretty good I'd say yeah right next to Right next to Bergman. I don't know if I can split him. Maybe Bergman was better because the start of his season was very good. Um, but I'll go Gota after Bergman and in front of Curtis Taylor. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty fair for Josh Gota. But I do see him as a, a guy who could be in the 22 next year and showed some dash off half back. Everyone looked amazing in that Gold Coast game. But I don't want to just take that into consideration. Okay. Hamish free. Hamish free. I mean, it's got to be D tier, but he didn't really get a – he didn't get a chance. He got injured. Um, so, I'll, you know, where do I put him? It doesn't really matter in the D tier, to be honest. I mean, he didn't play, so I guess I'll put him – I'll put him at the end just because he didn't play. But, you know, it's har- It's harsh. But um, I'm not saying – I'd probably keep him before I kept a Bonner, a Marnie, a Phoenix Spice, or a Flynn Perez – Um, but he didn't play, so at the end of D, even though it's probably unfair to rank him. um, Jackson Archer. This is an interesting one. Another one of my favourites. Didn't play very much. I'm going to put him at the start of C. Oh, no, I'm going to put him after Kyle. No, because that's unfair on Tom Powell too. I'm going to put him in the middle of C. I loved what he did when he came in. He's not the highest possession guy and his stats don't jump out at you, but I think Coleman Jones and Tom Powell had more of an impact. Um, I'm assuming Coleman Jones and Jackson Archer played a similar amount of games. Tom Powell played more games, but maybe didn't have as much impact as Coleman Jones. So he's going to go in between Tom Powell and Charlie Combin here. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Cooper Harvey. Probably uh, ahead of Lazaro, I'd say, in C as well. Um, Played all right when he came in but sort of lost his spot. Um, Yeah, we'll see what he does next year. I'm trying to think of my Cooper Harvey opinion. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Tell me if this is awful to listen to. This is off-season podcasting. You don't get premium quality podcasts. Um, yeah, I'll put him after Combin and before Lazaro. I think he did more uh, this season than Lazaro did. Um, Charlie Combin, he probably – Combin probably pl- he played more games and I don't know, I just see more in Combin. So, I'll put him in the middle there. But, look, who knows what he could turn into next year. It's going to be hard with guys like Braden George and everyone coming back. But got to fight for your spot, Coop. Blake Drury, I'm going to put him after Lazaro. Because Lazaro's last game was very good. Drury didn't really have um, a standout game. His first game was probably his best, to be fair. Um, but that was still an average game for me. So, yeah, Drury stays on the list, um, just like Lazaro does. Probably finds it hard to get games next year. But if he can battle his way into the side, if we recruit some more depth, uh, that will be great. George Wardlaw. I'm going to go... I've got to go B for George. I'm going to put him in the middle of B. Now, he missed a lot of games, and of course, I'm taking that into consideration. But the games he played, he was outstanding. Maybe one or two games he wasn't on it. I think the Hawks game and the Bulldogs game, maybe he played and he didn't play super well. But the impact he made when he came in was unbelievable. If he played more games, if he played three-quarters of the games, it's it's A tier. If not, oh, it wouldn't, wouldn't be S. It's a high tier to B, but he'd definitely be an A tier. But the injuries didn't play quite as much as I would have hoped. So we're going to go B tier for George. Um, he's in the same bracket as Mackay, Curtis, Will Phillips, and then um, Wardlaw is after that. I think that's pretty fair, only because the other guys played more games. But as for impact when they're on the field – He's up there with Mackay, maybe even above him. Harry Sheasel, there is no other place to put him. Um, S-tier, he's just an S-tier guy. S-tier looks, handsome man. S-tier on the field. Just S-tier bloke in general, to be fair. Now, is he the best player of the season? I I think he will win our best and fairest, but Larky... Got All-Australian, so I'm going to put Larky ahead of him. He's going to be second, then Bailey Scott. Braden George, Um, not really fair to to rate him, didn't play. Now I feel bad. Maybe I'll just take Hamish Free out of this list. I sort of feel bad because he didn't play really at all. Um, Oh, no, screw it. I'll keep him because he played some VFL games because I guess Jacob Edwards didn't play any AFL even. I've ranked him. So if, if you've played a VFL game, I'll rank you. There we go. So, Hamish Freeze at the end. Um, Braden George, not going to rank him. Goldstein, interesting, interesting one here. Toddy Goldstein. I'd say B. But I think second half of the season, or definitely after the bye, you could see the old man's legs weren't quite keeping up. It's B somewhere, isn't it? It's not A, it's not C. Oh, did was, was he better than Mackay? I'd probably say no. I'm going to put him after Mackay. B tier, Mackay's leading that. Then Goldstein, then Paul Curtis. And Goldstein was more consistent than Paul Curtis and played more games than Will Phillips. So that's fair. Second in B tier for Todd Goldstein. The man's legs looked heavy at the end of the year, though. But if we didn't have him and we had to lie on Jerry, we would have been absolutely roasted. Jacob Edwards would have been getting games. Um, Liam Shields, B, B tier, I think. Um, We're in B tier. I'll put him... uh, I don't want to get caught up in recency bias here. I'll probably put him above or ahead of Curtis Taylor. I think Curtis Taylor's end of the year was better and obviously Liam Shields didn't play. But I think the impact he made... First half, maybe three quarters of the season was great until he went down. Um, yeah, I think near the end of B is pretty is pretty fair. I think he had a better season than Powell, Coleman, Jones. Um, Jackson Archer didn't play enough. Jackson Archer, if he played, if he did that all year, he'd be in B for sure. I mean, I'll go back at the end and we'll, we'll justify some of these that I think you guys might be mad at. Um, ben Cunnington, this one. I'm going to put Ben Cunnington at the start of seat. Now, that is so harsh because Ben Cunnington is just the best guy and I love him so much. But once again, we're trying to be objective. Um, His game's at the start of the year. The very start were okay, lost his form, didn't get back in the team, lost the love for it, came back against and played an unreal game. But... Looking at the season as a whole, he did lose his spot and he struggled to get back in except for his retirement game. So he's going to be the start of C because I love him. Um, this is no – this is not me. <laughs> this is not me dissing, Uh Cunnington. Please, guys, do not take it that way at all. You know what I love about him, just everything. Jack Siebel. this will be another one. Um, I'm going to oh, – I, I, I kind of want to put him at the end of A. I know, I feel like I'm one of the only people with this opinion. Maybe the start of B was Jack Siebel better than Ben Mackay. I think he was more involved and Makai did miss those games. I'm going to put him at the start of B. I'm going to put him at the start of B ahead of Mackay and ahead of Goldie. Um, Feels hard. They're probably all pretty similar. Yeah, I'm going to put him at the start of B. I've always been a Zeebo defender. I don't think he was bad this year. I think he led us from the back. You've heard all the podcasts I've done. I don't need to justify this. Um, Zeebo goes at the start of B tier for me. Hugh Greenwood, um, yeah, very mixed year. Unfairly dropped so often. Um, I'm going to put him in the middle of B. I'm going to put him after Wardlaw. Even though he played more games, Wardlaw's impact was unquestionable. But I think he had a better year than Miller Bergman and Goda and Shields. So, yeah, I guess I'll only rank him down because he missed a lot of games. If he played all the games and played how he played. It's arguably top of B, end of A. Um, but did miss those games in the middle of the year. Not his fault at all to justify again. But, hey, middle of B for me. Here we go. Here we go. Aiden Core. Ugh, Aiden Core again. I can't wait to not talk about Aiden Core anymore. I don't want to be the Aiden Core guy, but I am now. God damn it. Aiden Core's first three quarters of the year, atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Until Griffin Logue went down after the bye. Shocking. One of the worst every single week. Um then for some reason as soon as Griffin Logue goes down, he decides to be an AFL footballer again and played very well. Um, Once again I will not deny Aiden Corr's props. He played fantastically after, you know, maybe play him on the wing and overlap for slotting goals from outside 50. Kane Turner handball receives, guys. They they supercharge the ball. They must. But I'm not forgetting that start of the year. I'm not forgetting the first, yeah, half to three quarters of that year. You can't. Oh Oh, my God. It's the end of B or start of C. I'm going to be generous because I know you guys love Aiden Core and I'm going to put him at the end of B because he played very consistently. He played nearly every game. So, Cunnington, I hate putting Aiden Core in front of Cunnington, but games played, games played. All right, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Luke McDonald, um... Yeah, a poor, a poor year, a poor year. Um, I think I've just put him in between Powell and Archer in C. Do you guys think that's fair? He was poor. Went, yeah, but then Cunningham, am I being too nice on Cunnington? Screw it. I love Cunnington. He's going at the start of C. Let's pretend Cunnington's not there. McDonald probably wasn't – I think Powell was better – Colman Jones didn't play as many games though. Am I ranking Common Jones too high? I think I am. I'm being biased. Okay. Common Jones goes after McDonald and above Jackson Archer in C tier. Now, McDonald played super consistently nearly every game. So I've got to put him in there because he played more games. I think he was a little bit unfairly criticized at points. Um, yeah, but I don't think he had as good of a year as Tom Powell. So I think that's a pretty fair assessment there. So Tom Powell in C tier had a better year, I would say, even though McDonald played more games. And McDonald had a better year than Coleman Jones. Okay. Aaron Hall uh, will put him at the end of C. I think he was better than Lazaro for his appearances and played more games. Remember, I know we're getting rose-tinted goggles from the last game, but Lazaro did only have one good game for the year. So Aaron Hall goes behind Cooper Harvey and in front of Charlie Lazaro at the end of C. Um, Happy retirement to him as well. Daniel Howe, it's got to be. Did Daniel Howe have a better year than Aaron Hall? I don't think so. I think I'm going to put him after Hall and above Lazaro because he did play more games and his bad games were awful, but he did have a couple of games that were okay. Charlie Lazaro, not as many mistakes, but not as many opportunities. Um, And Lazaro's only good game was the last game of the season. So I'm going to put Daniel Howe after Aaron Hall and ahead of Charlie Lazaro. I can already feel you guys seething. Speaking of seething, Kane Turner. We've only got five more. Kane Turner. Oh, God. Kane Turner. How do I be objective here? I know where to put him. I'm going to put him in C tier. I'm not – look, anyone trying to convince me that Kane Turner played pretty well for the last few games, he played okay. Okay. You know, do I want him to be in the team next year? No, let's not get it twisted. Kane Turner goes after Jackson Archer. Jackson Archer's impact on the team, even with fewer games, was much greater. And I think Kane Turner did more than Charlie Combin this year, Um, but it was only because of games played. And I think Combin's output, once again, we were waiting for that breakout game. He was solid enough, but barely played. Kane Turner played more games and was, was okay or poor. But I don't think I can put – I don't think it's fair to put Kane Turner below Combin because of the injuries. Can't put him below Harvey because he played more games. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I'm actually pretty happy where I'm putting these guys. There's a couple that I'll debate at the end. All right. Darcy Tucker. Initially, I'm thinking he goes ahead of McDonald but after Powell. I think. I think that's pretty fair. I say Powell had more of an impact in the season, but I think, I'm assuming Tucker might have played more games. They would have been pretty similar, but I assume Tucker played a few more. I don't know. I wasn't stoked with Darcy Tucker. I think when they are in the team, Tom Powell was better. Um, But Tucker played more games, yeah. All right. C tier, um, after Powell and uh, ahead of Aaron Hall. I think that's pretty fair to put him in there. Jai Simpkins going to be an interesting one. B tier for me, um, oh, I think Jai had a down year. I really do. I really do. But it wasn't bad, but he can be a lot better. I'm going to – oh, but he did miss games as well. Around Wardlaw in B tier here, did Jai Simkin have a better year than Will Phillips? I'm going to put him after Paul Curtis but above Will Phillips. Yeah. I think that's fair. What do you guys think? Listening to my brain tick over like this. I hope there's not like long pauses. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to keep my brain on track here. Okay. Yeah, Jai Simkin after Kurt, Paul Curtis, but above Will Phillips only because of games played. I think Jai and Will very similar, but I think Jai was a little bit better. I hate putting Wardlaw behind those guys, even Greenwood to be honest. But it's just because of how much Wardlaw completely aroused me when he was playing, to be honest, but he didn't play enough games. I've got to be objective. All right, Griffin Logue. Um, yeah, I think probably around the same thing. I'm thinking who had a better year for me? Griffin Logue, Jai Simkin. Jai played more games. Griffin Logue had, had a bigger impact. I'll, I'll I'll put Griffin ahead of Jai, I think. That could be a contentious one for you guys as well. I just think Jai, Griffin Logue came in and did what we expected him to do. Um, good intercept marker. We needed that key position player and he was solid and wants to be here. And we just, I don't know, I feel like he'll be a fan favourite soon enough. Jai set the standards so high with how good he can be. Um, concussed and had a couple of injuries through the year. Was solid and broke out at the end of the year. his best games in the last month of the season. But yeah, I think Griffin Logue is probably better. And lastly, Cam Zerha, a disappointing year from the Bull, to be honest. Um, I think behind I think green, behind Greenwood and above Miller Bergman in B tier, but even that maybe feels a little bit too high. No, I think that's pretty fair. I think I don't. I think if you who had a better season, Greenwood or Zerha. I'd say Greenwood was more consistent and played more. Zerha obviously missed a lot of the end of the year. And he was pretty inconsistent, um, which is something that I'll be wanting from him to fix next year, to be honest. So, yep. Zerha goes after Greenwood, but ahead of Bergman in B tier. And that's the tier list, guys. All right. Let's have a look and see. Let's have a look and see what we should change. Another thing I should do as well is I should go and try and look at um, at the, the tier list that I did uh, at the end of the year or the, in the middle of the year as well. I'll get that up soon. But Larky, Sheezel, and Bailey Scott in S tier, LDU, Taron, Stevenson and Eddie Ford in A tier. I think I'm pretty happy with that. B tier is where it starts to get contentious. The only one I'd probably be thinking about is probably Mackay. Mackay or Zeeble, but Zeeble was kind of poor. Mackay was just the same all through the year. I don't think Mackay really had any bad games. I'm going to keep Mackay where he is. Goldstein as well. Um, So B tier is Zeeble, Mackay, Goldstein, Paul Curtis, Griffin Logue, Simpkin, Phil. Wardlaw, Greenwood, Zerha, Bergman, Goda, Shields, Taylor, and Kor. I guess the other one to debate is Aiden Kor. Because he played he played more than Zerha though. I'm gonna move Aiden Corps up, guys. Ah, oh, but he was so bad at the start of the year. oh I do not I d I don't I don't know. This is the one, isn't it? Who had a better year, Aiden core or Zerha? Oh, I'm going to I'm going to go with Zerha only because of how poor Aiden core was. We all and if you you're an Aiden core lover now, don't forget back to the first half of the season, we were all calling for him to go and when he got suspended against Port, how much better did our defense look when he wasn't there? Then he came back And Griffin Logue went out, and he looks great in defense. Once again, I'm going to justify Aiden Kohl was great once Griffin Logue went down, but that was only second half of the year. I'm going to put him after Zerha and in front of Bergman because Kohl played more games than Bergman, so I think that's fair. I'd say Kohl's, Bergman was more solid, but Kohl's games were better. Yeah, I think that's fair. After Zerha in front of Bergman. C-tier, Cunnington, only because he lost his spot and didn't really get back except for his retirement game, but I love Ben Cunnington. Tom Powell is maybe a harsh one. I'm going to put oh, – I feel so bad. I'm going to put Powell in front of Cunnington um, just because Powell played more games. Um, Yeah, maybe I've got to move Cunnington down a little bit here. I've got to be objective. I've got to be objective. Don't be a North fan right now. God damn it. All right, Powell goes ahead. I don't think Powell's B. I don't think Powell was as good as Curtis Taylor. But he was I get oh I'm keeping Powell in C. I don't think Tom Powell had a game this year where I was like, God damn, look at Tom Powell. And I'm trying not to get too carried away with the um with the Gold Coast game because it was one out of twenty-three games. Um Tucker, would Tucker go ahead of Cunnington because he played a lot more? Oh, yeah, I've got to move Cunnington down. I feel so bad, though. I feel so bad. Um, I'm not putting Cunnington behind Kane Turner, though. I'm going to move Cunnington down just because of games played. But does Cunnington go... Okay, this is what I'm doing. C-tier, Tom Powell, Darcy Tucker, Luke McDonald. Who is next, Cunnington or Coleman Jones? I think Coleman Jones had more of a positive impact in the games they played. Coleman Jones, I'm assuming, played a few more games and that month when he came in was very good. Cunnington sort of lost his spot at the start of the year and he only really played one outstanding or maybe two outstanding games. Jackson Archer is the other one. Who had a better year, Archer or Cunnington? Oh... Jackson Archer, once he got his place, he held it. So that's why I'm going to put him ahead of Cunnington. But I'm not putting Ben Cunnington behind Kane Turner. Sorry, can't do it. I am a North fan at the end of the day. So C tier after that. Cunnington, Kane Turner, Charlie Combin, Cooper Harvey, Aaron Hall, Daniel Howe, Charlie Lazaro and Blake Jury. I'm pretty happy with that. Pretty happy with that. Um, once again, because I feel like it's the internet. People are going to get mad. Cooper Harvey, I'm not saying Cooper Harvey is basically the same amount of good as, as Aaron Hall, but games played and impact and that sort of stuff. You guys are smart. We're a North fans. We're a smart, intelligent fan base, guys. You're going to get this. I actually think this is pretty accurate and pretty unbiased. D, D-tier, um, Callan Dawson, Lockie Young, Tristan Jerry. Uh, what's that guy's name? Flynn Perez, Phoenix Spicer, Jack Marnie, Aidan Bonner, Jacob Edwards, and Hamish Free. I think that's pretty good. Okay, so i found the tier list that myself and Admin 3 from North Melbourne close to a flag did uh, during the bye uh, through the middle way of the year. So I'm going to read out the tiers that we originally had and let's see who's shuffled around a bit. So S tier um, midway through the season was Larky Stevenson, Wardlaw, Sheasel. Larky's still in there. is uh, still in there. Fantastic. Clearly the best two players. Um, Bailey Scott not in there has moved up. That's really good. We probably got on the hype train for Wardlaw a little bit. I think C is fair for him. I mean, poor injury record, which I've been pretty consistent with ranking in this list, but when he was on the field, he was outstanding. And um, Jaden Stevenson's dropped down one tier. I think that's pretty fair. I mean, look, Quite a second half of the year, but let's not forget what he did at the start of the year. A tier was Goldie, Taron, uh, Coleman Jones, Bailey. Oh, Bailey Scott's there. Cool. Um, Hugh Greenwood, Will Phillips, Eddie Ford, Liam Shields, and Jai Simkin. Yeah, Simkin's dropped down. Um, yeah, probably right. I mean, he did get injured again or concussed, I think. And, um, yeah, sparked back into life at the end. But, hey. Shields was having a good season then, not consistent. Eddie Ford, yeah, sort of stayed there. So everyone else is there or thereabouts. Maybe Coleman Jones has dropped down a lot, but I think that's pretty accurate to his season. Uh, B tier is Griffin Logue, Miller Bergman, Cam Zerha, LDU, gone up a little bit uh, to A tier from B tier, which I think is fair enough. Got his consistency back at the end of the year a little bit. Still a bit injury prone, but his impact is unquestionable. Um, Ben McKay, Luke McDonald, Tom Powell, Charlie Combin, Cooper Harvey. Uh, McKay, I guess, yeah, similar. I mean, we've put him at the start of B, near the start of B now. Um, Who else is here? McDonald's obviously, yeah, continued to be poor, so we dropped him down. Tom Powell was in and out, dropped him down. Combin hurt and never made it back, dropped him down. Cooper Harvey sort of played a few games and went away. C tier. Darcy Tucker, Tristan Jerry, Paul Curtis, uh, Josh Goda, Blake Drury, Phoenix Spicer, Charlie Lazaro, Jackson Archer, Ben Cunnington, Aaron Hall, and Daniel Howe. Um, Darcy Tucker stayed the same. Jerry, I mean, just got worse as the year went on. Paul Curtis has gone up a good back half of the year. Um, Goder came back in and did well. Pretty similar for Drury, Phoenix, Charlie, Lazaro, Um, Jackson Archer got back in the team and moved up, which was good. Cunnington moved up a little bit, um, maybe fairly or unfairly. You can question that. It's not very much, though, to be fair, just because of the last game. Aaron Hall and um, Daniel Howe are in the same spots. So I think that's pretty fair in C tier. And the last tier is Aiden Core, D tier. Aiden Core, uh, Curtis Taylor, Kane Turner, Flynn Perez, Aiden Bonner, Callan Dawson, Lockie Young. Uh, Jack Marnie and Jacob Edwards, pretty similar. I mean, Kane Turner kept playing, so we've moved him up. Um, Aiden Cor obviously. I mean, that's incredibly representative of where Aiden Cor was at halfway through the year. Um, good on him for moving up, though. He's got himself into C tier, so hopefully he can uh, he can keep that up next year. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's pretty similar. So there we go, guys. Um, all done. All done. What do you guys think of that uh, of that tier list? I think pretty accurate. No one else I'd really move around. But hey, message me and let me know how much you'd roast me for my awful takes on the players. So, my voice is about to go. It's probably time to leave. I don't think there's anything else really to talk about. Like I said, um, let me know on Facebook and Instagram what you would like me to do. And what content you'd like to see. I gave you those little things before. Let me know if you'd like to see those ideas I had. Or if you've got any others, please tell me. I'm here to please you and me to serve you guys. Um, Draft stuff coming, free agency stuff coming. All that trades, that's all coming. So don't suggest that stuff. I've got it under control. If there's anything else, any tier lists, any funny things, you know, game reactions and that sort of stuff you'd like to see, let me know. All right. I think that's all. Hopefully, you enjoy this podcast, guys. Let me know uh, how bad I did. If you disagree or agree with any of these, let's have some playful banter, and I'll talk to you guys maybe next week. All right, I'm gonna arrest my voice. Have a good one, guys. Go north, and hopefully, the power lose. Bye bye.